0: Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense Podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense Podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools, which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm with Damien Albinson. Damien, for anyone who hasn't met you or heard you previously, could you just introduce yourself, please?
1: Sure. Yeah. So welcome, everyone. My name is Damien Albinson. I'm a senior consultant with PMI, been with the business over 10 years. My background for the last 20, over 20 years, has been in and around business improvement.
0: And today we're going to talk about quick wins. I need to just add a personal statement here. Quick wins were a revelation to me when I first did my green belt and I thought, goodness me, these are amazing. So I'm very excited that we're going to talk about that. So tell me why you've chosen it.
1: It's a step within our method in the in things like the Greenbelt programme, but there's opportunity to do this outside of projects. If teams are mapping processes to try and, with a view to improve them, or even just to standardise them, actually, which is one of the first things you should do, the quick wins is just such a great thing to include in those efforts to get the maximum benefit out of it, the maximum return.
0: And yet here we are, we're talking about uncommon sense, and you're talking about quick wins. So what's made you think, we need to go further into this. What's going on with that?
1: A couple of things, I think. I think one is the, what's the purpose of quick wins anyway? And therefore, how do we define what one is? Because they are different from what I would call full-blown solutions. They're not trying to necessarily fix the entire process or make life better for the customer in its entirety. They are somewhere on the spectrum of being a solution, right? So we're going to talk about that in terms of a bit of positioning. I think that's in my experience where people maybe get these wrong because they get too excited everyone's always desperate for the solution bit that's the interesting part of any project or a business improvement endeavor is to get those results and I think people are so kind of finely tuned on that ambition they get carried away when we get to the quick wins step which is usually quite early on they try to make them more than what they're supposed to be and they miss a bunch of stuff I think they're missing out on lots and lots of quick wins <laughs> because they're trying to get let's call them big wins or maybe slow wins no let's not call them that
0: <laughs> <laughs> first of all you said you need to define the quick wins so can you help with that then
1: i'll talk about them in the green belt context and then in just this sort of everyday context so in the Greenbelt project-based improvement method we teach delegates learn to follow a an improvement cycle that has a whole series of sub steps hidden away inside it And relatively early on in the project, they go into a phase called streamline and standardize. So what's supposed to be doing there really is to agree the current state standard of the process that they're investigating. And more often than not, the process they've they've mapped either hasn't got any standardization in there at all, or it's variable, or maybe it's there, but it's out of date. So there's normally an activity around saying, okay, we need to get the current standard agreed. However, before we kind of accept what we've mapped as the standard process, especially if there wasn't one there before, we've almost certainly when we've mapped it out and we've engaged the people who operate that process and we've maybe interviewed them or even better still watched it happen ourselves with our own eyes, we will have gathered a whole raft of evidence about stuff that doesn't work so well. Problems, issues, frustrations, all kinds of stuff. We call these quality concerns. And we, we include those on process maps. So the quick wins is to say, well, hang on a minute. If we could maybe resolve some of those issues that we've uncovered, so long as they satisfy some criteria that I'll talk us through in a moment, we call them a quick win. It's a really kind of simple, basic, very minute often change to the current state process that will just make people's lives that bit more or less frustrating. Now, sometimes they can have a huge impact. Sometimes they can actually have large cost savings attached or time savings or impacts to the ultimate customer. Sometimes they can do that, which is great. You know, If you get that, it's kind of a cherry on top. But generally speaking, quick wins, in my experience, are not those types of solutions. They're just real low-level stuff, simple things where we can just make the process a little bit easier to do, simpler to follow. Better organised, or something like that, and the, the people who work in that process will often feel the benefit of it, even though the business metrics may not be able to detect that we've really substantially changed
0: anything. They feel the benefit, and they feel a joy, a degree of joy that actually has something's got better, and they think that yeah, coming to work the next day, I'm no longer going to have to do that difficult thing or that annoying thing or whatever it would be.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Outside of greenbelt projects. You might just be mapping out processes in your business again to try and standardize them. So a missed opportunity there could be that we just, we map the process to say, this is how we want it to be. So we're kind of designing the standard from the get-go and then expecting everyone will just work to that new standard we've created. So there we've missed the opportunity to A, understand how it really works right now, which is often usually nothing like how we expect it should work. And we've missed the opportunity to look for quick wins because we've just, created this polished version and said that this is how we want it to be. So, yeah, you don't have to be in a greenback project to use this. You can use it in those other scenarios as well. So we use some criteria to identify what is not isn't a quick win. Or we suggest some criteria, at least. I'll talk you through the four that we commonly use. You can add or take away from these. So the way it would normally work is a team would do a map, some level of process mapping, whether that's linear integrated flowcharts, They tease out these quality concerns. Sometimes we also get them to look through the process, again, with the eight waste glasses on. If you want to know more about that, I'm sure we've got a blog or a podcast that talks about that subject. And so as a consequence, they've suddenly realized there's a whole bunch of stuff that could be better at various steps of the entire process. We then say to them, okay, what would the solutions look like to some of those issues? And they start with ideas. And then we take those solutions through a matrix. So usually we use four criteria. The first one is about cost. So we say, okay, we have to set a budget for how much money are we allowed to spend without having to seek any approval from anyone outside our team. And many teams that I've worked with often say, well, we're not allowed to spend money. You know, we don't have permission. We're not with them. We're not a budget holder. Okay. The value has to be zero. This solution we've come up with has to literally be free, excepting the, the cost we've already expected to have, which is people's time and hourly rates and so on. But we're not spending over and above the existing budget, operating budget that we have. Okay, So we can put a value there. The next criteria is speed. So how long will it take us to implement this solution? Now, I would usually say it's got to be something under a week and even a week's Pushing it, I'd probably even go more towards like a working day. Is this something we can do in a day? So, very quickly now, you start to think all these great solutions we started to have already, most of them are going to fail one or more of these criteria. And I'll come back and talk about that in a moment. So, speed's the second criteria. The third one we say is reversible. So, if we make this change, and for whatever reason, if later on we decide maybe it wasn't such a great idea, you know maybe it's causing a new issue or it doesn't work so well, can we at least reverse the change back to how it was before so we haven't permanently eradicated anything? And then the fourth criteria we say is, is it within the team's authority to make that change? Because again, if it is, they can usually do it very quickly. They haven't got to go asking people. If it's not, that can slow it down. And, and therefore we'd say, if it's not in your... If it's not within your control, it's a no, it's a reject. And so what you do is you look at each solution you have, you score it off against that criteria, and it has to be a yes or a no. If it's a no, it's a failed quick win. It just means it's not a quick win. That doesn't mean it wasn't a good solution. It could be a cracking idea. It could be something that you want to look at later on When there's more time and budget, or maybe even pass it on to a CI division that you might have, a continuous improvement team or something, let them take a look at it. But it just means that for where we are right now, which is we're trying to standardize our process here, not try and radically improve it, just means it doesn't satisfy where we are right now in terms of maturity. So it's a good advice to tell people that if you're doing quick wins, prepare them for the fact that most of their ideas are probably going to get rejected, but that doesn't make them bad ideas. And using that criteria, the purpose is, of course, is to make sure that these solutions are indeed quick, as in that they're not going to consume loads of time and energy to make them happen. And that's, I think, where people get carried away. They come up with these solutions that's probably been eating away at them for weeks anyway, and they want to really try and push it through. They almost want to try and manipulate the quick win criteria or they get a little bit slack on being disciplined by using it. And then they end up with solutions that's going to take like a month to put in or two months or something. And they're still at it months or weeks later or it's fizzled away and they've lost the energy. So I think a top tip is have a facilitator for doing this sort of exercise and be really strict about that criteria. Can't end up as a maybe. It's got to be a yes, no type outcome. Um, the benefits of doing quick wins. So I think we mentioned one already. It's so that whole good news, good vibe feeling. You know, if this is a project, we're only a several weeks in and already we've improved something. Okay. Might not be measurable on the KPIs, but there's that good news story coming out already. The teams fixed some stuff. Probably a bigger advantage to any mapping team is the fact that it's going to improve life for the operator, because there's a lot of low-level stuff that impacts their daily work that we often can't see, we don't hear about, and they just have to put up with it. So if we've made their life a bit easier, a bit less frustrating, if we want to then involve them in maybe additional mapping work later on, or we want to maybe try and start writing standard operating procedures, which is something that supports standardized work, they're more likely to want to get involved with us because they've had this good experience with us. We came in and suddenly something in their day-to-day life was was fixed. So it could really help get people on board. And again, in maybe the more the project context, it's also a bit of good news with other stakeholders around that programme or that project that says, you know, this team in this area, you know, they're only three weeks in and here's a bunch of stuff that they solved. Uh, Like I said, sometimes... Especially if you've done lots of processes all at the same time and gathered up a whole repository of quick wins, the benefits can sometimes stack up to be quite surprising. I've worked in several clients where we've done a whole lot of mapping work and gone through this quick wins step. And sometimes we're into, you know, several thousands of pounds of cost savings off the back of these small incremental ideas.
0: Well, and the other one that comes up a lot, I mean, depending on whether you monetize it or not, but is time. So one of the projects I've been working on recently has the Quick Wins have had amazing time benefits. And that's fantastic because that client is short-staffed. And so that really is really helping to solve the problem in the centre where those processes are operating because they don't need as many people anymore to operate the processes, which is lucky because they haven't got them. So things are getting better for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the nature of what ends up being a Quick Win, I think, is probably the key thing to think about on this podcast it's the it's not getting carried away by full-blown solutions but it's this real low-level stuff like so some great examples i've come across before where i've had a group of ladies together mapping a finance process and one of them described how she did the steps in a slightly different sequence to how the others said they did it and one of them questioned her and says how can you possibly do that because we don't have access to this report early step and she says oh you do if you go into this setting and click here it's all there And the other two are kind of like, oh, my God, I've worked here 10 years. I didn't know that feature was there. (laughs) So that's a quick win. There's a different way of doing the process here that means that you can do it faster. Great. And then people see it and go, oh, it's literally click two buttons. You know, it doesn't cost us anything to do that. We can do it instantly pretty much. Now we're told them it's reversible. We can go back to how it used to be. And we've got the authority to change the way we do the work. That's a classic quick win. Or uh, I have a long part code to fill in on some document or some expense code. Maybe I just shorten it to three letters instead of 10 characters or something. If we can figure out and make that work, you go, yeah, that's a quick win. That's just a very low-level change. We've not redesigned the database. We've not redesigned the templates or anything. We just simply don't write as much stuff into them anymore. So it's these really low-level task-based changes like I say, sometimes won't have a measurable impact, but that doesn't mean that they're not worth getting stuck into.
0: Brilliant. Big fans of quick wins, but easily missed is one of the things we were saying. If you jump too quickly to defining what your process should be like, you're going to miss those quick wins. So make sure you map out the as-is first. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Super. Thank you very much, Damien. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense tools to improve your work forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website, or, of course, your favorite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode, where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs, and infographics, and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.